Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to everyone. I don't have any uh, people to exclude or especially add to that, so let's just go into my name is Luke. I am the host of the Never Open Podcast, and with me as always is my co-host, Mr. Andy. Say hello, Mr. Andy. Hello, Mr. Andy, and hello to all y'all out there that are Reezy, but all y'all that are not Reezy? Fuck you. Yep. Uh, he Reezy? What's Reezy? Yeah. And Andy sent me a message and he's like, what are you doing today? <laughs> oh, I'm in lockdown, so not much. Let's, let's do a Never Realm. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do that. So, uh, you know, just before I call him, he's like, I'm Reezy. I'm like, oh, you're Reezy. Fuck, this is going to be a wild ride. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Reezy as fuck, dude. Are you? Yeah, man. I'm fucking Reezy. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to all my Reezy folks out there and all y'all that not Reezy. I already told you what to do. Everyone's starting to think this might be a rap podcast. Reezy, <laughs> Reezy sounds like yeah. a rap name. Oh my God, Luke. I have a story for you. Did you know <clears throat> that I used to be in a rap group? And, and uh, originally I was the drummer for the rap group, but uh, I did. Use the microphone once or twice. I, I told him, I was like, listen, I've been playing the drums and I'm Reezy on that shit, but I, I want to be Reezy on the mic. And so uh, I grabbed the mic and and I, I did some rapping back in the day. You're way too white for that. Um, I am now. Yeah, that's accurate. Mm-hmm. Was it any any good or were you like, oh, I am doing the hipping and the hopping and the rapping and the... Well, I don't, I'm not Reezy for all that as far as, like, I'm not going to rap on here or something like that. But maybe um, later, you know, you never, you never know. I might be more Reezy later than I am now. Right, I might want to bring it up later, but uh, that's absolutely a thing that happened. And I think my rap was okay. I don't think it was bad. I think it was, uh, you know, it was fair to Midland. All right. So, since this is... An impromptu never realm. This is never realm. What four, five? I think five. Fuck, I can, I can never count. <laughs> I just get the days wrong when we're doing the fucking New Japan reviews too. Luke, you're, you're not talking about for that shit. I get it. Yeah, Luke, you're talking about night three. You know why I got confused? Because all four nights had the same fucking opening match. Yeah, man. Yeah. So uh, let's scroll down way too fast. But uh. Anyway, I might as well do this because I remember it, even though it's a never realm. But there are ways people can contact us if they wish to, <laughs> be, be it on a normal show or when we're, uh, well, Reezy like we are tonight or this morning. Uh, so that, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, contact us. Right. I am at the Tweety, uh, at Grumpy2EB. Uh, Mr. Guy is also there, at Drusifer Tweets. And we both use it under a different account at Never Open Pod. And what's the other one? Email. Yes. Oh, fuck. Mm, that's a <laughs> uh, thing, yes. Yes, it is. Voicey emails or written ones uh, can be sent to neveropenpod at gmail.com. I've just gotten into the habit now. I don't know if we do that for the Never Realm ones, but, you know, we might as well. I think we did before. Uh, Luke, I have a question for you. This is very important. Yeah. So I had a friend. Uh, I went to a wrestling show this weekend, and I could tell you all about that. But um, I, I have an important question. A friend of mine that I went with, he's like, "Yeah, I know this Australian guy. He's always talking about this shit. It's called four and twenty. 
And it's like these hot pocket type things that are just badass. And he's like, oh, man, I want to try something so bad. But there's no distribution in the United States. Tell me about 4 and 20. What the fuck is this? And why why is it called that? That's awesome. I don't know why 4 and 20 are called 4 and 20. I don't think I it's mean, a weed thing. Maybe but we do. Yeah. But they're uh, – they're a pastry slash like pie company in Australia. When, when we say pies here, we don't mean in the same ways maybe Americans do. You guys think pies and you guys think like what fucking cherry? The and, Rock. No, we yeah. think about what The Rock thinks that pies. Oh are. yeah, yeah. Those kind, of, yeah, cream pies and yeah. <laughs> but uh, here in Australia, the, the most popular kind of pies are like meat pies. Um, you know, chicken pies, curry pies, meat pies, all those kind of stuff. So 4 and 20 is probably Australia's most popular or well-known brand of meat pie, and you can get them at, like, the football, you know, AFL or rugby or uh, the, the cricket. Ah, fuck the cricket. It's fucking boring. Um, it's like imagine if baseball took five days, one game. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And and baseball's already shitty. So like it already takes way too long. <laughs> yeah, see I had to choose the most what's the most boring American spot I can think of? I think it might be baseball. Golf. Golf <laughs> is way more boring. But yeah, it, it's they're but both. Golf very... is more international, so like that's a fucking that's not even a sport. I don't if you wow. are in a sport fuck this, this is what I think of sports. If you're in a sport that doesn't allow the crowd to cheer you on get the fuck out of here what kind of sport are you when you're just like all right here it is the big moment all right now everyone shut the fuck up <laughs> that's like that's tennis. why I, tennis is the same that's, way, you know? that's why i don't like tennis or golf that's one of my favorite parts of like happy gilmore happy gilmore is a movie that's also ingrained in a lot of 90s kids in australia's brains but uh that and Billy Madison, because my wife and I quote lines from those movies all the time for some They're reason. They're fucking and, awesome. Those two yeah, movies and, are awesome. Oh, yeah. Awesome. But neither of us have watched those movies since we've even met each other, so it's been like a long time since we've seen them, but we always just quote them. But they, one of my favorite bits in that is when he's like, why is everyone so quiet? Start cheering me. Come on. That's right. Riding the bull. Doing the bull dance. Working. That's right. That's right. So yes, yeah, I, I like uh, popular. I like company. both those movies a lot. Um, you know, I remember, I remember I was at a party, and I was like 14 years old, and uh, it was an adult party, and I was fucking drunk as fuck, and it was like, I remember people going like, "How old are you?" And I'm like 14. They're like, "Man, I was drinking when I was 14." Okay, fair enough. And um, and these guys uh were watching <laughs> Billy Madison. That was the first time I ever saw it, and I remember this guy turning around right at the moment where the the uh the maid is like that ah, Billy Madison. He's one piece of work, but he's a five piece of ass too, like that. And like we all just shit our pants laughing. And I was like, oh my god, these people are adults and they're immature. I love this. <laughs> I like. Oh uh, yeah. It's it's nice to know that. Uh, look, look. I think my younger think self my would younger would, self would uh, love would, that. Uh, love that. My current self still laughs at fart jokes and all that kind of stuff. Fuck yeah, fart jokes are the best. I still have Beavis and Butthead on DVD, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Billy and 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 Happy Gilmore about golf, obviously. I mean, it's all in the hips. It's all in the hips. That part makes me poop my pants laughing. It's all in my hips because it comes out of my hips. Paul Creed was awesome. What's his name? 
I know it's not really Apollo Creed. Jobs. Yeah. Know that the actor's name, it's going to drive me nuts. But I like him. Action Jackson, he was in that movie too. I, like I don't want to guess because if I'm wrong, Carl I'm Weathers. It's Carl. There you Weathers. go, Carl Weathers. That's right, and he's yeah. the, that's the guy that's in. Uh, you know, he's like you son of a bitch. It's that guy in in um, Predator. Predator. Yeah, with the uh, greatest handshake in fucking history. <laughs> it's like Tremendous. the most macho, manly handshake you've ever seen. It's amazing. I haven't seen Predator in ages. I should, I should check that out. Again. We we were we've been watching on the road home from wrestling. We've been bringing it back a little bit, and we've been watching the show Heels on Stars. And like in like the first episode, these two brothers are about to go out and wrestle each other. And they both just grab each other by the throat, and they're just staring at each other that. Way. And my buddy Dean was like, "Oh, that's that's the new handshake, you son of a bitch!" And you grab someone. <laughs> 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 oh my god. Oh my god! But yeah, it's so like you know, uh, you know, where's the shampoo? Oh, conditioner is better. You know, just any any time you can throw a conditioner is better. Line is is always good. Stop I mean, looking stop at me, Swan. Staring at me, Swan. Okay. <clears throat> oh, your fingers hurt? Well, now your back's gonna hurt. You just put landscape <laughs> duty. That's <laughs> when Ben Stiller was nothing, by the way. That's yeah, I know, right? Oh, there's an old show. If you've never seen it, it's it's Bob Odenkirk, it's Ben Stiller, and it's Andy Dick and Janine Garofalo, and it's called the the uh, the Ben Stiller Show. And my God, is it fucking funny? And it was on like late night, uh, some I don't know. It was on like after the late night shows, I think, when I was a kid. And my me and my buddy fucking loved it. That was the first time I was aware of Bob Odenkirk as well, who is the fucking man. Yeah, he is. I never thought I'd see him all ripped and shredded for a movie, that guy. Uh, I, please, everybody, uh, by the way, don't do drugs, uh, especially people. No. In, yeah, just uh, don't. They're, they're, no. they're bad. They're bad, okay? No, <laughs> send them to us, and we will yeah. do them for you. Exactly. There's, a, there's one safe way to do drugs, and that's to send them to me. That's the only <laughs> way you can safely do drugs, okay? So let's make sure we do that. <laughs> police are rated. Please, please have rated this drug. This is going to be a heavily edited episode. Yeah. It <laughs> it please have rated anyway, this drug place that was in my area, and I'm like, wait, that, that was selling that in my area? No, I'm joking. But uh, <laughs> all right, so I asked you about the four and twenty hot pocket thingies. Yep. Um. Okay, so I watched this match today. We could talk about wrestling for a second if you want. I, I watched this match as Goto versus Sugar cigarette guy Segura, Segura, Segurillo, um which ian recommended thank you ian that was awesome and and it's like like the match starts and like fucking randy orton goto is shows up and he's like grabbing a headlock and just like sitting down and i'm like what the fuck is happening he said this is never as fuck and at a certain point goto just gets his ass whooped i mean like beat up like bad but guess what he wins. So like this match hey, yeah. sucks. Yeah, this match hey, sucks. Yeah. He like come on, Ian. Like he 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 needs to lose a match like this, and then I'll be very happy. But um, we did get um, I put some videos on the internet of Godo's entrance from Wrestle Kingdom Four. The fuck happened? Did you see this, Luke? Did you see any of these videos I posted? 
I saw one of them. He's got like this giant red afro thing happening. What's going on here? It's like troll hair. You know those little toys, the trolls? Yes. Yeah. He comes out looking like one of those. Kudos a troll. Like, but the kind of like, you know, you put on the end of your pencil, not the kind that like is on the internet or is like, um, you know, under a bridge. You mean the ones from like Troll One or the ones from like Troll Two? Oh my God! Well, Troll Two is just like some goo or something. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh my reviews. God. <laughs> Movie is amazing, by the way. But wow. yeah, what what was the other? Oh, so you got to see Goto get his ass whooped, and that means he Lex Luger his way to victory. Aww. Because I know you love yourself some Lex Luger, but. Joe's right. Like, all his matches are Luger gets beat up. He does the torture rack and wins. Oh, but yes, that's it. He's a babyface, it turns out. And that's how babyface matches work um, from yeah. their perspective. But he, like, I love Lex Luger because of how he sells. He thinks selling is yelling, just like uh, Yoshihashi. So, like, when, when, um, like, he sells throwing a punch, Lex Luger will be like, yeah. And when he sells, like, taking a punch, he'll be like, ah! You know, and... <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Especially mid-90s WCW. It is just, ah! 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 Like, all of his matches are just that. And it's fucking awesome. It's highly entertaining. I mean, he's fucking Lex Luger. What do you want? You know, he's the best. I know you, I know you love yourself some Lex. Every time I think about WCW, though, my brain just goes straight to bad Sid promos. Oh, not not Disco Inferno, you know. Yeah, Come on, Disco, Inferno, Disco Inferno, uh, the Big uh, Wiggle. <laughs> Norman Smiley really. Is. I saw. I was at an NXT show once, and he was just walking around the crowd, and no one knew who he was. He's like a foot taller than everybody, and I'm like, fucking Norman Smiley, and he just gave me a wink and just walked away, and I was like, oh my god, it's awesome. <laughs> Man, uh, yeah, he was. I would have recognized him too, I think. But uh, I liked WCW. I I liked it more than the competitor who ended up winning. So there's a there's a bad take right there. That's a great take. Fuck, WCW was awesome, dude. I mean, like, go to if you just. If you've never watched any WCW, you can find this match, I'm sure, on the internet anywhere. WWE probably has it on their whatever YouTube page, and I wouldn't promote them other than this is one of the greatest matches ever, and they own the library. And it's it's Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio, all right? And it's on, like, uh, Halloween Havoc 1997. Yeah. It is one of the greatest matches of all time, not just, I mean, of all time, even – you know, 20 years from now, it will still be that. It's incredible. Like, Ray was pulling all those kind of moves and shit out. How old was he? Like, 18, 19 years old? <laughs> Not old enough. Who knows? <laughs> I don't think he was even old enough to drink. And, like, here he is pulling out, like, timeless classics and stuff. He was great. Psychosis matches are awesome. And it's not just the juniors. I'm sorry, but I like... You know, heel Hulk Hogan. He's fucking yeah, awesome. He and you know what? I have a note in here to ask you about something, uh, Luke. Were you down with the Wolfpack? Did you turn your back on the Wolfpack at some point, or are you down with the Wolfpack? Dude, 
I was DDP all the way in <laughs> WCW. But uh, yeah, I, I did like Wolfpack better than the. Uh, except for Conan. Like, what the fuck was he doing in Wolfpack? Like, get out of here. What do you mean, Orale? <laughs> Arriba la raza. I remember yeah, that. That's what he was saying. Yeah, you know, okay. I had a funny interaction with Conan once. Um, <clears throat> he used to just like. I don't know if he was just bored or something, but he would just DM people that followed his uh, podcast. And he DMs me one night and it's like, hey, bro, do you listen to my show? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, let me know what your name is and I'll give you a shout out tomorrow. So I told him my name. And, uh, the, you know, the next time they recorded, there was no shout out. So I messaged him back. I said, hey, I listened to the show and there was no shout out. And he blocked me. So... <laughs> Wow. Uh, Rasa. What the hell is that about? <laughs> Come on. Oh man. Oh man. I I do like Conan though, as like like I mean, because he has one of the best lines ever, which is from Lucha Ground, Lucha Underground, like episode like two or something like that, where he's like, you know, he's like, oh, Prince Puma, he's my guy, and his spirit animal, you guessed it, the Jaguar. <laughs> One of the best lines in all time of pro wrestling. Amazing. Some people need to do like a, a full promo to showcase how crap they are at the mic. Like, you know, you got the famous Steiner maths. You've got all those promos by Sid. He just did it all in like one line. You guessed it. A Jaguar. You know, that's a pre-recorded show too. You know, it could have been like, uh, Oh, they did it on purpose, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> one of the things that was great about Lucha Underground, it was kind of like a B-movie. And there would be right. intentional bullshit like that in it just to be silly. And they thought it was funny. And it, it is funny. So it's like right, metatextually it's funny. And it's actually funny. Um, The worst promo I've ever seen in my life in person, all right? Other than somebody just falling apart. You know, I mean, somebody just falling yeah. apart. That doesn't count. That's like, that's like you get a, you get a mulligan. And uh, I saw this guy. His name was Mikhail. And he's a local wrestler who only does death matches, right? And there's a very famous death match wrestler named Matt Tremont. And Matt Tremont, he was challenging him to a match. And this was going to happen in Dayton, Ohio. So, you know, Tremont was going to have to come from, you know, New Jersey. And this is big, big thing that they're trying to build up to. And it was an island of death match all right which involves like you know uh, rolling around pool in the and sh- yeah just like a bunch of different no no it's a different <laughs> different island of death match was there a boring ass helicopter that was like annoying us with the sound for the whole fucking thing this is an indie show they can't afford oh, a helicopter but enough. they would have i mean they could afford the field of grass but um, <laughs> so anyway, it's an island of death match, which involves like a, a kiddie pool full of tacks and a kiddie pool full of glass and things like that. Right. And so, but he fucked up because this guy was a terrible promo and he start he actually challenged Matt Tremont, Tremont to an island of trees match <laughs> where you rib that guy relentlessly. He was a referee a lot of times. And anytime he came out, we'd be like, Island of trees. <laughs> just fuck with him. That poor guy. He was probably so upset with himself. But the Island of Trees match is forever 
like one of the just like most tremendous awful promos on the indies in my area ever. It was awesome. That's amazing. I still think one of my favorite Sid lines, and I I use it myself. I'm like, when he was like, well, what is that buzz noise? That's my uh, refrigerator. It started to cool. Oh, okay. What was I saying? Oh yeah, Sid. Uh, he'll he'll be like, you are feared of me. <laughs> Who said that? Sid. Oh, Sid's the best. Yeah. Sid. And I still use that. Like, I'll, I'll jokingly say to people, say to people, oh yeah, you you're just feared of me, or you're feared of that. Like, yeah, that just made me laugh. It's not not you're scared of me. You're feared of me. I'm like, oh, that's amazing. That's that's art right there. It is. There's a a great quote that I have, and it's this uh, this Anabaptist leader from the like 1500s, I think, named uh, Jan van Leiden, Leiden, and he was he was he like sentenced some people to death, and it's a whole big story. But when he did, he said, "Let them be killed with death." And <laughs> it's one of the best, like most ultimate badass lines ever. You know, I mean, because that's. <laughs> That's how you do that, right? <laughs> you know? That's right. So. That's right. <laughs> All right. So, so you did. Yes. You, you've got. You've asked me two of your questions now uh, about four and twenties. We don't call them hot pockets here. They're, they're just pies. That's disrespectful. I'm sorry. Yeah. Hot pockets. Yeah. Hot pockets are the things on a kangaroo that you get raised in. I get it. I understand. Then you asked me something else. I can't remember what it was, uh, but I did answer that too. What was your – did you have another one? Well, I asked you if you were down with the wolf pack, and you answered, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was always with DDP. I liked that faux um, – what was it? Nirvana kind of theme. <laughs> so, yes, um, the – I love DDP too. Like he was just my guy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and that's what's cool. You can like DDP and the Wolfpack because they're all baby faces, you know. And Lex Luger's on one team, so you know you can obviously like him and like them. But um, how do you feel about like, Sting? Dude, well, Sting's the best, but I just never liked Kevin Nash. I'm sorry. Oh wow. Okay. All right. Big sexy. I thought it was great. I thought he was cool, man. Like him and Scott Hall were so cool. I like Scott Hall. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't know, man. It's like, I, I don't know how to ra- rationally say it. Like, he's, he's, I just didn't take to him. That's, that's it. That's all there is to well, it. Well, he's a dick. That's like his gimmick. It's like he's just a dickhead, you know? But is there anyone who was a fan of WCW and didn't like Sting? I've heard it before, you know, but those are fools or young people that just stand, you know, and, and they don't know, like, how fucking awesome it was when he would. I mean, like, I watched the whole time that Sting did the, like, the whole year of him being up in the rafters. And that's the thing is that when, like, people will say, oh, WCW did dumb shit. Well, they also did a fucking amazing shit, like, book an entire year in advance and literally have one of their top baby faces just hang out in the rafters for a fucking year. It was awesome. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I, I, so yeah, I liked, uh, of course I like Sting. I liked, um, 
Oh, shit. Yeah, DDP. But, yeah, one of the wrestlers I glommed onto, and I remember in the early noughties they brought out a WWE brought out a big-ass DVD with lots of his shit. Uh, Ric Flair. Like, I just like, – I, I didn't get into him in peak Ric Flair, like the 80s or anything like that. I got into him through the 90s, and that's fine. But I really liked Ric Flair. So when that big-ass WWE DVD came out, it was one of the few times I actually went back and old, watched older older wrestling – it was a little, little dated for me, but I, I still like kind of devoured it because I was just like, oh, my God, I really like Ric Flair. This is really cool. So, yeah, uh, I was – I didn't like um, – yeah, yeah. So I I really liked Ric Flair. So, yeah, Ric Flair and DUP. I love Flair. Out of the Flair. main top we've, guys. Well, we've talked about that DVZ set, I think, before because I, I – it was on Netflix for a while. All that shit was on Netflix, man. And that was back in like 2012 or 2011 or something. Mm. And so I watched that over and over on Netflix. That in the Clash of the Champions DVD, dude, I watched the shit out of that stuff. And I, I've i said it before. I'll say it again. That's how I learned what a wrestling match was, like how it's supposed to work. You know what I mean? It was by watching Ric Flair, like learning the three acts and learning like how – how a match is supposed to fucking be worked. And like, it's, it's, if you want to learn that stuff, all you gotta do is watch a couple flare matches and you'll get it immediately. <laughs> it's, it's just, he's the best. And again, have amazing matches with anyone. Uh, uh yeah, he was, yep. I, I, lo- I love me some flair. So, uh, I was, I liked the NWR. I think we all did to, to some degree, but, uh, I was always on team WCW. <laughs> I was lame. Okay, so Flair having this ability to have a great match with anybody, you know, obviously Doki, Dookie, whatever, he is a very good wrestler. However, he's not Mm -hmm. nearly on the level of Hiromu, and and no one is. And so, like, Mm -hmm. we saw, like, the future of what Ric Flair in the future looks like with Hiromu wrestling Dookie the other night. You know, I mean, that's that's what this is. It's, It's fucking awesome. You know how Carter wrestled during his longest reign ever, those title matches, how he, yes! how good those matches are? That's how I feel Hiromu wrestles, that kind of level. That, yes! That's where that's what he's doing. He's doing 720-day yes. Okada title reign matches, and they're fucking amazing, like those, all those Okada matches was were. I fucking... And... and <sighs> See, I, now all he needs is just, like, that big title reign. But uh, his last two title reigns, he hasn't even lost the fucking belt, the poor bastard. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's yeah. had to give it up twice. So what do you reckon? Do you reckon he wins? <sighs> Robbie's defended at least once, hasn't he? So he's had his one uh, – Did he? has he defended that once yet, his junior title? Did he? Yeah, yeah, no, I don't, no, I don't remember. I don't think Robbie has. Uh, no, he won it off Desperado, and now he has it, right? Yeah, yeah, he won off Desperado. Rumor was ringside and said, I challenge right now, right? Yeah, that's right. I like it when a, a champion has at least you know one or two retentions of that title. That's just, I don't know. I, I, I hate the, I've just got the belt, uh, first title defense. I've lost that belt. Fuck. And it was one it's been a frustrating thing for me because there's a lot of never open title reigns that are like that. Yeah. No way shit. too many. 
And I understand that belt's kind of hard to hold on to because it's all tough, big, bad motherfucker matches. But always like a couple title defenses. I don't know. That's so. Uh, part of me is like, yeah, Hiromi should have that title. Like the way he's wrestling and all that kind of stuff. No offense to Mr. Eagles. He's he's great. He's, he's, he's I like him as the champion. But, but you know, I'm about to put him over anyway. But I kind of want Robbie Eagles to have a really good title defense. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in two minds. I don't mind either way where they go, though. Well, what if Eagles gets help winning? You know, I mean, like, we don't want to see him go back to Bullet Club because then it erases the chance of an ELP match. Although, it'd be pretty cool. You know, what if he, I mean, like, what if he joins the Empire and, like, he becomes their junior? That would be out of nowhere. That would be something no one would expect. And, like, the Empire come in and they help him beat Hiromu. He keeps the title and then Hiromu can chase him and that will pay off big, you know? That kind of makes sense, too, because um, Robbie and that guy uh, are mates. So, you know, that, that, that could feed into it as well. Uh, I'm waiting, like, I think a lot of us are expecting maybe it's show that joins the Empire because I feel like, apart from that guy, the Empire is a group of bad motherfuckers. Like, uh, you know, <laughs> never guys. I know Okan hasn't had that title and neither has Hanare, but I think they're both tough motherfuckers. So uh, I'm, I'm lumping them into that kind of never category. And that's a big compliment to those those two. So, because uh, that's my favorite kind of shit. But yeah, uh, I think... I think Show could join, but maybe it might be Robbie or maybe both. Uh, you don't just need a junior in your group. You need a junior tag team. Yeah. What if um what if okay, so Empire they they stay a uh you know all heavyweight uh faction and we get the disillusion, the the you know the tearing down the removal of suzuki Yun. and we get ourselves now now don't get me wrong i love suzuki Yun, but they are kind of one of the younger other than lij i think they're like one of the youngest um groups there and they could go away it could be a thing and that suzuki goes on out on his own he's wrestling on teams with taguchi and shit like that <laughs> just kidding but we have uh you know a group a new group that's all juniors you know and it's like it's like the the members of suzuki Yun that you know got away from suzuki Yun that are juniors and show because i feel like that he is either going to join suzuki Yun or he's going to be his own thing with them somehow there's got to be a way because they're the ones who you know that that did this for him i don't know i'll be disappointed if it's ball club because they, they've got too many members i'll be i'll be super not happy about that but would it be Suzuki Goon for show? Because Suzuki Goon, I know they still do their Suzuki Goon stuff, but are they a bit too facey now? But or and also, I like your idea of just having a junior faction. Has that happened before in in New Japan? I don't know. I mean, maybe you know. I I don't think so, but you never know. That sounds like a Noah thing, doesn't it? You know, it sounds like something that you're like, yeah, no, it has this all juniors uh, uh, faction. It's fucking insane. You know, that that sounds like something they would do. Doesn't mean New Japan can't do it. No, I'm just saying, you know, I've never heard of it in New Japan. However, that'd be pretty fucking cool, right? Yeah. So who 
no one like I know show just turned on yo and so show is the heel but everyone wants show to win right like everyone. yes I don't know see that's why he could he could join any group you know I mean Paul fucking he could, yo. stay, he could stay on chaos because chaos are a bunch of heels too so I mean and yo could go somewhere else but God I don't give a fuck where yo goes I hope just he goes in, in the cyber yeah I mean he can go, he can go in the so, fucking timer for all and I, I had a question. Oh, yeah, it's about Yo. Uh, I remembered it. Thank goodness. Right. So I didn't watch it because you told me what it was. We didn't really speak about it on the main show. But if you can remember what was in it and what he said and oh, just the vibe of it, tell me about Because yeah. I saw it on YouTube. There is a 12-minute YouTube video about <laughs> Yo addressing how uh, show beat the shit out of him. It's, okay. Yes, I watched most of it. It's very <laughs> contradictory. It's awful. It's actually poorly edited, or I'm it, the translation's just fucking it up for me. Um, because like he'll say things like, "I don't know why show turned on me." Like I, I I've been beating myself up trying to figure it out. And then like, dude, everyone's you know, been beating you up. <laughs> and then literally, you know, next sentence out of his mouth is like, "Well." Show was has been upset for a while. It's like, well, what the fuck? You don't know, or do you, do you know? So he sounds like a fucking idiot on those. And maybe, I mean, because is I don't think that New Japan's gonna do this kind of complicated storyline outside of the ring. They could do it inside the ring, but not outside. And that is that Yo is the heel, you know, and this all ends up being kind of like a. A, a double double turn you know a turn double turn type of thing which is pretty complicated and something that you don't see in wrestling like ever so i don't know that this would be a thing that would happen however that's i mean like if you watch that promo you're like well fuck this guy he's an idiot he doesn't know what's happening like he sounds like um you know like like a, a, a someone who's being abused that's like you know confused about that and and i don't mean to degrade someone who's being abused or something like that but he sounds like someone who's very very confused and that's usually not what you want in your pro wrestling promos yeah. unless you say i'm confused you know so. <laughs> he's a yeah. fictional character too by the way i so. know but uh yeah so uh where <laughs> you're supposed to empathize with him because uh you know uh, show beat the shit out of him and everyone on the, on the tweety and you and i are just like finally Yo, goal's coming to him. Good. <laughs> He's losing. He's a fucking loser. What do you want? Why would you want a loser on your team? Even Doki I... thinks he's a loser. <laughs> and when Doki's calling you a loser, you, you, you're a loser. <laughs> well, listen, there's only, you know, like fancy football is a big thing right now, right? It's starting to start. You know, it's getting to start and all that stuff. And people, it's all statistics, you know. Oh, well, the best player, he can get all these points and he can do the yards and he can throw the balls into the things. And it's like, yeah, that's great and everything. But there's only one stat that matters. And that's a fucking W or an L. That's the only stat that matters yeah. in any sport. And I don't care who you are. I don't care how many points you throw into the end zone through the, the uprights, you know, it, it, did you get the W? And so that's all that matters. And so Yo is a big fucking L. He's a, he's an, a walking L. Yeah, it's true. 
And you know what? I remember us being uh, fine with uh, Yo. You know, we, we saw some potential in him. We, we didn't mind him. He was fine. And I know exactly the, the kind of moments that we were just like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just <laughs> yeah, I just don't know. And it was the preview lead up. It was the preview tag lead ups to the junior title match, El Desperado versus Yo. And usually the preview matches show us a bit of like, oh, that's gonna be yeah. that's gonna be exciting. That's gonna be exciting. It's trash, and they're yeah. supposed to pump it up. And then when we saw those previews, you and I were just like, um, I don't know about this. And then, you know, our poor El Desperado is trying to get him to a, a great match. And thank God he pinched out Loco at his ass, but, uh, or made him tap. I hope it was tap out. But yeah, that, that was like a rare instance of like, you know, some, sometimes dudes just don't have chemistry, I guess. Or yeah. One guy sucks. We, yeah. It goes back. It goes further. It goes back further than that, Luke. Okay, because it goes back to the New Japan Cup, the first like tournament that we covered, where you know you had juniors in there. One of them was Yo, and he just fucking got injured and had like a terrible match with Bushi or somebody. I can't remember who it was. Yeah, <laughs> it was just, I think it like, was Bushi. awful. And we were like, "What the fuck is this?" And then and then that was it. And then we were like, "Yeah, we don't really like him that much. I I, I love Rapongi 3K, but I don't like Yo. You know." <laughs> Because they're a great tag team. They're like a tremendous junior tag team. Outstanding. But like him on his own, he's Gennady, like you've said many times. Yeah, one dude's Shawn Michaels. It, it happens with tag teams. It, it's hap- yeah. It happens a lot. But uh, wow. Man, man, that was like a 12-minute a, a video. I was just like, wow, he's he's really Gennady-ing himself. I'm like, oh, okay. If that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you reckon they'll they'll start using show's name now like show tanaka i hope so i hope yeah, it's same. something different you know mm-hmm. giving me surname back yes wwe-fying him right one name now you're one name now oh no yeah it's the opposite right so like yeah. in new japan you get an extra name you know when you're when you're extra cool <laughs> and, and well actually it's the first step to firing you in wwe so like you come up from nxt that's uh, that's step one right and then step two is like oh we're gonna shorten your name you know and then unless you're cesaro you get fired so like other than that he's like the only guy i'm so shocked that it's not just roman at this point, but he's not going to get fired. Right. So Seth Rollins gets to keep his name, you know, Roman Reigns gets to keep his name, but if you're Antonio Cesaro or you're uh, what, what was a uh, Pox name? I can't remember. Oh, uh, Neville, Adrian Neville. Um, Adrian Neville, then you're going by your last name only. It's fucking bullshit. Rusev, you know, all that kind. Yeah. Yeah. He by was, the way, what was his first name? Uh, Alexander? Ale- yeah, Alexander Rusev. That's right, yeah. Well, he, wore, like, he wore a skirt. There, there is one motherfucker who seems to have uh, dodged a bullet, uh, and that's uh, Mr. Cole. So uh, he never got, got called up, and he's a uh, free agent. So, ooh. Yeah. Yep. So, so uh, where, would, where would you put him in AEW? What would you like? Would you have him, you know, I mean, obviously he's got a, He's part of the Bullet Club. I mean, he's the other, 
he's like the American version of the uh, elite. You know, they were called super clicks. So it was him and uh, the young bucks. They, they fucking rule PWG for like a year. Where would you put him? Uh, I want him. All right. Is he a good heel? I, I've seen some. Yeah. I haven't followed a lot of his career. I'm sorry. I, don't, I haven't watched regularly watched NXT for, um, I think what turned me off NXT was when they had a title. Oh, I was a regular watcher and stuff. They had a title match change on a house show, and I was like, yeah, fuck off. Uh, so <laughs> was, I, I stopped watching it. Yeah, I hated that. I hated it so bad that I stopped watching NXT. But, and I just couldn't bring myself around watching it again, especially when even that was years ago, right, before uh, Adam Cole. It wasn't, it wasn't like uh, after Nakamura started. So that's around that period I stopped. Wow, but, uh, but even so missed, even yeah, I missed ahead. a lot of shit. But it was around that time though that another reason I was stopping was because uh, I don't like how they're using them once they get on the main shows, and that yeah. was fucking years ago. So uh, uh, Adam Cole, I put him in a heel role, and fucking Jungle Boy go. Okay, that's a good match right there, and they look yeah. similar, and they're similar like. Adam Cole's not big. He's a little guy too. So like he'll, he would be like exact same size as him probably. Um, and they like, Oh, Sammy Guevara. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good match too, man. Yeah. Uh, Well, Adam Cole is like top with someone from AEW, not an ex WWE guy. You can do that later on, but make it an AEW dude that you face first. I hate to tell you this Luke, but I'm going to have to send you, some NXT matches because dude, there's some good shit you've missed. Like for example, everything Johnny Gargano's done in NXT, which has been like holy shit level of amazing. So he's been awesome. Um, Tommaso Ciampa has been incredible on there, uh, you know, and also Adam Cole and guys like Kyle, excuse me, Kyle O'Reilly. So um, you know they they've done a lot of good shit on there. I don't know if it's as good as in New Japan, but you know. Let, let me just it say, is. it was never the quality of the wrestling or the storylines that made me, made me stop. It was Neville's now in a Mighty Mouse costume. Or, no, I understand, dude. That was... You know, shit like that that uh, made me just go, like, uh, that kind of disrespecting, like, why would you do that? Like, Triple H has done the work. That guy's over. Just translate that on the main show. Just translate that on the, that's how you just, it's ready made for you. It's written. It's been made. It's there. It's all, what, what do you do? My brain hurts. My brain hurts. Why would you stop yourself from being able to make money? I just, I know they've got more money than sense, but come on. Don't you want more of it? You got fucking, I just don't get it. My brain hurts. Dude. That's why a dictatorship is a bad idea because it's the whims of one man and whatever he feels that day you know so it may not make any sense but uh my favorite nxt storyline okay this is way back you may have been watching this because this is way back right this is when nxt was first a real wrestling show and um uh, bo dallas had been the champion for a while and they had their first ever ladder match it was adrian neville versus bo dallas right yep so Adrian Neville wins. It's, you know, the match is fine, whatever. It's more about the story. And I think the match is actually really good. But uh, so Bo Dallas, like, is just fucking leaves. So the next week on NXT, 
there's like a match and it's like so-and-so versus Mr. NXT. And this is a guy in a mask. <laughs> so it's Bo Dallas, right? Yeah. So, oh, and it was like a loser leaves town match as well. So uh, I forgot to mention, but, um, and that's cause he was getting called up cause he was like one of the first NXT call ups that wasn't in a group or something, but he, he's great. He, <laughs> well, you know, so he's under a mask. It's it's obviously Bo Dallas under a mask. He's Mr. NXT, and security catches on to this, and they, they kick him out. And it is one of the greatest segments in pro wrestling history, him getting kicked out of NXT. <laughs> they carry him around and shit in the back, and he's just like – he's crying and, and flailing around the whole time. It's fantastic. I was in love with that guy at that moment as far as, like, pro wrestling character – and I love Bo Dallas. I have a Bo Leap coffee mug, okay? Nice. I will say, though, NXT, I know there's probably exceptions. I know I know there is probably. You could probably point a couple out as soon as I say this, but I'd say the call-ups have been a lot kinder, I guess, to the ladies. Because yes. I guess uh, there aren't – this is good. I think it's true. There aren't as many – elite level lady wrestlers as there are men's ones it's i wish there was but there isn't there's a reason for that but yes go ahead yeah yeah oh actually right my my charity asked me about this because uh we actually watched empower and she's like why isn't there like she didn't ever really watch wrestling until she met me so She's aware of it. Like, if I mention, like, the NWA, she's heard of that and Stone Cold and all that. Because, you know, the 90s, that's how big wrestling was, right? Mm-hmm. But when she started watching it with me, it was Lucha Underground, and it was men and women mixed, which made sense to her because wrestling's fake. And, you know, it doesn't matter, right? And one of her favorite matches is this fucking beatdown with big, bad Brian Cage. You know the size of that motherfucker, right? Entire street fight. And she was just like, this is great because, like, you know, tie is really cool and all this kind of stuff. But she didn't realize, like, this kind of stuff wasn't the norm. So we start watching New Japan. She's like, where are the ladies at? Oh, this is just men's only stardom and all that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. That's one of the one of the reasons, like, I don't think she's ever fully gotten super interested in New Japan. And I, I will say... Her interest in AEW has declined over time because she feels like there's maybe one match on Dynamite every week. And she's right. It's usually a jobber match. And maybe sometimes there's two matches. And I guess one of them is also a jobber match or something like that. And she's kind of right. So she she didn't come up in an ear. She was surprised just kind of like how – less important women's wrestling feels compared to men's wrestling. She was kind of surprised by that. And I don't have, I've been trying to come up with logical or reasonable reasons as to why that, that is like, I don't mean reasonable as in like that's it's perfectly fine, but re, trying to reason it out. But maybe you can you've you've got a reason as to why that is so well. Oh yeah, that, that's an easy answer. So um, uh, pro wrestling. You ever worked in a restaurant and like there's just rampant yeah. sexual harassment? You know this goes on in restaurants like everywhere, right? 
and that's not like a place you want your sister to work. You know, like I remember when my sister got out of the restaurant business, I was like, oh my God, thank goodness. Because I know what goes on. The wrestling business is that times 10. Like most ladies don't last because they don't want to put up with the awful bullshit that goes on. And it's, it is rampant. And, And even after speaking out, it's still rampant. And so a women's only show, I kind of dig because it's like, get the fucking men away from these these poor women. <laughs> Good Lord. Because not only do they get it from the wrestlers in the locker room, but they get it from probably the promoters that I know for a fact of many situations where that's happened. And they also get it from the fans. And so it's it's, you know, it's not a good healthy you know mental situation to be in this like eye candy position where no matter what you do that's where you're at and so no one your value is based on how big your ass is or whatever and it's it's that's a that's a fucked up place to be in i hate that that's a thing and it's rampant everywhere but it's especially fucked up in pro wrestling and the entertainment business in general that's the reason why that's the real reason why Sorry. Yeah, when she hears this, that's going to be thoroughly depressing and really accurate. <laughs> yes, and it's it sucks, man, and that's it's like, but it's just the like, way it is, and and you know, it's just like we've talked about. You know, we try to edit the show in a way like as far as what we talk about to like kind of disclude things like that. However, they're out there and they're in every business and every place. They're just particularly in the entertainment business, as we found out over the past decade. It's fucking speaking bullshit. of women's wrestling. Uh, you know how I complained. I've complained about it on the last uh, Never Open podcast that every time there are stardom dark matches, they're they're not televised. And I'm like, well, yes. you've got a fucking streaming platform. What? It just fucking started early. Let's see that. Well, guess what? Kevin Kelly announced it. And then, you know, of course, New Japan and all that. But I first saw it through Kevin, I think. Or oh, his retweet or whatever they said. That, uh, yeah, they're showing the matches and he's commentating them. Yeah. So I was like, awesome. Now, would I be right in saying the same company that owns New Japan also owns Stardom? Is that correct? Yes. Yes, correct. So why don't they do something like... Why why do they keep them separate? I don't I don't mean inter inter intermingle them like American wrestling. I'm like if if I signed on to Noah, I don't have the time to watch all the all the Noah stuff. But if I if I did sign on to that, I'd also get DDT and what was it Joshi Pro. That's three. Yeah. Three and yeah. one. So why don't they combine that? So like you get New Japan Pro Wrestling and you get Stardom. That I think I think that would be great. Even if they wanted to make it like a dollar more expensive, I don't, I don't give a fuck. Like a thousand and two yen or something. I don't give a fuck. Whatever the price is. <laughs> and I don't know. I think that would be awesome. I, I, I'm just glad that they've finally been like, oh, people want to see these Sodom Dark matches. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Of course we do. <laughs> I agree. I would love to. I need to just fucking crack down and just just by the DDT universe or whatever it's called and just fucking start watching some Joshi pro. Um, I, and, and after my soliloquy a minute ago, I just want to say that I love women's pro wrestling. I fucking love it. It's like, I think my I shit, think that, it's one of my favorite things ever. 
I think our whole conversation we've just had just highlights that you and I love that shit. Yeah, hell yeah. And yep. and nobody bumps harder than Joshi wrestlers. So like they're working harder than anybody. Fuck yeah. It, it's fantastic to see. They are never as fuck for sure. Yeah, because I I would always say like, all right, AEW's got pretty much everything. The stars have aligned on everything except the women's division. I'm like, all right, well they've COVID's kind of gutted them in a couple of injuries here and there. So because they were using a lot of um, uh, Japanese ladies, and I don't know where they're from. Uh, it, I don't know what fed they're from, but uh, you know, like Emi Sakura, uh, other women like that. But uh, I guess COVID had limited a lot of travel and all that. None of them have really come back. And I'm like, I'm like, I just need to grow and build this division. And then they'd sign Thunder Rosa, and then they'd sign and start pushing Serena Deeb, and then they'd, they'd and Chris Dat like Atlanta came back, and Britt Baker is super over now. And then Chiodi's like, Luke, they have all the ingredients now. They have them all. Yes. Don't there's and she's and she's got a point. She's right. They don't need. I mean, maybe they do need to sign a few more women. Fine, bulk it up a bit. You know, uh, a more diverse pool of women's talent is probably something you want for your division but she but she's right they have the all of the ingredients for a really kick-ass women's division right now also another thing she liked when she watched empower and she's like wait there are tag titles for women she doesn't watch wwe i said yeah wwe's had them but you know only for about five years maybe or less so uh yeah uh They've got everything they need to make that division kick ass right now with arguably one of the most over uh, wrestlers, man or woman, in uh, Britt Baker. So they have everything they need. They just need to give them the space. But they keep signing a lot of man-man and an extra hour of television, I don't think is enough. No, I mean, I have a couple things to say about this. One, I mean, Sheeta... She's on dark, right? And that's all yeah. she's doing. And I've already made it clear that, like, I mean, I haven't like, seen her on the main show since she lost the title. I, I think she's like the fucking biggest star they have. I mean, like, she's fucking amazing. And mm-hmm. like, that's just my opinion. I mean, to me, she's like the best women's wrestler on the roster, like by far. And yeah. uh, they have Great. fantastic women on the ra- on the roster. And like, okay, so there's that. Why isn't that a match? Um, I just want to know. But, you know, her versus Britt Baker. But also, I know that that's probably happened already, but um, it should happen again. Anyway, my point is is also that uh, Emi Sakura. The title. Yeah, I know. and she, But she, I mean, that's, you're, she, she is a star, man. I mean, I just she can't. Is. Not only is she a yeah. star, uh, Hikaru Yoshida is the longest reigning AEW champion ever. No, yeah, out of just, all the titles, she's badass. I, I just love her. Anyway, well, she recently wrestled someone on Dark named uh, Emmy Sakura. You mentioned her, and she oh. is a founder of Go to Move and Coco Pro. That thing I mentioned a couple weeks ago, where we talked about yeah. where the people are wrestling in someone's apartment. <laughs> so, yep, yep. That's amazing. Fuck, that's really cool. So yeah. Uh, they just, man, if they've got a week where they're not really building much, 
Uh, and, you know, every wrestling show has that. You know, one of those um, we're halfway between uh, All Out and whatever the next pay-per-view is, right? And it's not really that much to build towards. All right, why don't you just have just sneak it in? Why don't you just sneak in a show that's uh, you start it here? You, you, you've probably got like what ten percent of your show, two-hour show is women. Make it twenty-one week. See how that goes. Bet you it'll do mm-hmm. pretty decent. Well, hey, and if that does decent, which it will, because people like seeing ladies wrestling, bump it up to thirty. You know, you, you don't have to do it every week all the time or anything. Just start slowly bumping it up a bit. So sometimes you'll have a, a, a what you call your normal AEW show now, but maybe sometimes you'll have Rampage will be an hour of just women. Or maybe you'll have a special 80 90% ladies on there. You can slowly build up to that. And, and they haven't been really doing things like that with the women yet. I don't know. They need to. You're right. And. and- they have these like women on the roster, tons of them, that can work a, a a stiff, safe match that will look like they're killing each other. You know what I mean? Why sure don't do. they just do just do that? Like all you have to do that is a couple times, and and then you can work more regular matches and just have like one of those a night. But I mean, a strong style, just like fucking stiff as fuck match between some of these ladies. I mean, that's gonna make the smarks go oh okay and that's who they're trying to that's that's their their audience is like you know yeah. new smart marks and 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 older smart marks and that that's who they're like kind of catering to with the wrestling stuff and so it's like if that's the case then why aren't we having like just fucking stiff ass matches between these two why isn't jade cargill coming out and like crushing someone that matters like have her come out i'm and so annoyed with her people. booking I'm so annoyed with her booking. I look at her and I'm like, all right, I want to see her murder people. I want to, I want to see her. I don't, you know, like start, I don't care if they even started off with, um, you know, how they usually do big men when they start, like feed them to some local jobbers or whatever. Well, that's what and she's then, been doing on dark, but it's then, no one of consequence. I don't care if it happens on dark or dark elevation. That yeah, to me, I, I don't give a shit. If it's not on dynamite or rampage, I don't, I don't see it unless Ian's like, uh, dude, uh, Lucha Bros, uh, Death Triangle, sorry, versus uh, uh, Dark Order was on uh, on Dark. And I was like, oh, okay, thank you. I'll check that out. Unless it's something <laughs> like that. Like, I barely even I- acknowledge those shows. I'm like, where's Abaddon? They've got this really cool, creepy yeah. uh, lady wrestler, Abaddon. Like, uh, what? It's frustrating because they, they, do, they do have all the ingredients there to uh, – Make a pop. I don't remember what my my point was because I, I just Abaddon popped into my brain. Like I haven't seen them on the main show for eight. Yeah, Jade. And now she's been doing so many promos, so many backstage tape promos with this uh, male manager dude she's got. Uh, and I'm just like, I don't want to see any of these. These are a waste of time and her t- talents. Like I don't give a shit. All right, you're the baddest bitch. <laughs> Show me you're the baddest bitch. Don't say you're the baddest bitch. Like, show it to me. Like, that's yes. you need to show that yeah. to me. Uh, they, they did this thing in NWA where that, like, Camille girl that was in the main yeah. event of uh, of Empower, she didn't no. talk for a very long time. And um, she would only whisper in Nick Aldis's ear. 
And we always wonder, what did she say? What did she say? You know, and they did a great job with that, like building that as this like cool thing. What did she say? And I, I don't know whatever happened with that, but um, you know, I, I think that that kind of thing could really work for that Jay Cargill uh, lady. And, and that could be a match right there. Those two, oh, I mean, come on, you know what I mean? So like they have all this stuff and, it's just like wrestling's always like this though, where there's like all these toys in the toy chest and it's like, yeah, but I'm only going to get these few out, you know, and these other ones are just going to stay in there. And that's kind of how it always works though. It's always like, why aren't they doing this with that person? And we, we always want that. And it, yeah. Yeah. That was the first time I saw Camille, by the way, she wrestled legit Layla Hirsch, by the way, why and she on the main shows. Uh, and uh, Ian was right. I was pretty nervous as fuck. And I'll, as soon as I saw Camille was walking out, I'm like, wow, I'm getting like uh, white Jade Cargill vibes like off this woman. And yeah. So, uh, yeah. She's a brick house, right? Isn't that the deal? The brick house. Yeah, I, I loved that. I love that. For her. That was cool. Yeah. If she came out on the indies, she'd come out the brick house. She, maybe she used to, you know. <laughs> That's fucking great. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> well, I, you know, I'm a big fan of, of women's wrestling out there. And if you want to see good yeah. women's wrestling, it, it's out there. You know, if you have IWTV, there's a girl fight that has all kinds of great shows. And, you know, there's, uh, as we said, the Joshi promotions that are out there. And there's like, I mean, I really do miss the whole thing on Lucha Underground where it was just like, there's a wrestler. Doesn't matter what gender they are or if they even have a fucking gender, they're a wrestler. One of them's a dragon. Is that a male dragon or a female dragon? Doesn't matter. It's a fucking dragon. You're going to wrestle it, you know? <laughs> yes. His Masquerina Sagrada, this uh, um, little person wrestler uh, versus who's the biggest motherfucker on the roster? <laughs> uh, let's go. It's gonna, yeah, it's going to be super fun. But, uh, and, I, I, I would say I think I think you'd say it's true. DDT and especially Noah are, are definitely more over promotions than Joshi Pro. So how how good is it to kind of put Joshi Pro alongside Noah and DDT? Because people who subscribe to Noah to that service who want to watch like either Noah or DDT or both uh, are just like, well, I want to watch some wrestling tonight. Uh, there's no Noah or DDT show. Oh. Joshi Pro, cool. I'll check this out instead. Yeah. Uh, so, hey, New Japan, put put some stardom on there. I don't care if you make a couple bucks extra. I'll I'll, I'll definitely pay pay that for both libraries. Hell yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I'm down. I, I'm down. I, I, I would love. I want to. I want to tell charity that it, it's getting better, and I, I hopefully it is, it's get, feel like it's getting better, but. Uh, Man, I tell her, I t- keep telling you, look, if you think it's like it is now, man, you would have <laughs> you would have asked me to stop watching wrestling during the noughties, man, with what they were having the women doing those and the other yeah. shit. Not good. Not good at all. Did, kind of um, you, embarrassing, really. Did you watch the women's revolution pay-per-view that the WWE did back in the day? Fuck yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. What did yeah. you think of that? I enjoyed it. Uh, don't ask me what the, the matches and shit were now, as I can't remember. Um, but yeah, I remember liking it, and I thought it was a pretty good show. Uh, why wasn't there more of them? 
Good call. Well, because then they can say they did it. And then they're, you know, Stephanie can be like, women are the good. They're the good. And mm-hmm. so I did, we did an episode. We did it once. Rep- we did our job. It's solved. Yay. Right. Exactly. Uh, uh, we watched that for the road home from wrestling, but it was me and my sister. And she had been to many wrestling shows with me and stuff, and we watched it together. But before we watched that, I showed her Bailey versus uh, Sasha Banks from uh, Brooklyn, just to yeah, show her yeah. like how good women's wrestling can be. You know what I mean? And it was like, you know, we were. It's just like that match makes me cry. You know what I mean? It's so fucking amazing. And there's One not many men's matches. matches that make me cry. One of my go-to matches from that NXT era is uh, Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch. That was a really fucking rad title match as well. Which one was it again? Um, it was Becky the challenger. She never had the NXT women's title. The first is Sasha Banks the champion. And, uh, yeah, Becky pretty much, uh, Sasha pretty much tortured her arm and stuff like that. Like, I'm like, wow, they're actually giving this match, like, actual – a story and psychology and all this and they're giving the time and stuff I'm like fuck yeah awesome yeah that's the first one that always pops into my head becky lynch versus it's at a takeover versus did you uh, see this most uh, recent thing that was like it was from raw on monday and it was nia Jax versus charlotte and they like they like had problems did you see I this man i heard nia nearly dropped charlotte on her head that's not true. So like that's that's someone who doesn't know what they're talking about saying that. Uh it it there there's nothing wrong. Like you cannot detect an issue. And if Charlotte has an issue with the way that bump went, that's on her. And so like you you like you know there there's just seems like normal wrestling and then all of a sudden did Charlotte like, go Charlotte to the She just starts like, yeah, and so like, you know, whatever like Whatever they were like, point they were trying to prove to each other in the middle of the match just ruined the match, and it's like terrible. But the finish is fucking awesome because like Charlotte's like, well, fuck you, I'm just pretty much gonna go limp. <laughs> so, so Nia Nia Jax picks her up and hits like a spine buster, but a standing spine buster where she doesn't go down at all. So it's basically a power bomb with one arm. And she just plants her into the ring, and it's like fuck yeah. It's a great finish because Charlotte seems to be trying to do something to I, it's like they're not cooperating with each other. And it's and like at some point I was like, well, I'm not wrestling anymore. I'm just going to stand here. And so Charlotte's trying to push her around. It doesn't work. It's really funny. You should watch it. All right. I'll, I'll try and find a way to see it then. But uh, I, I did hear about that. Okay, but, but obviously I heard wrong. But that's how I like. Sometimes on my YouTube feed, I'll get like these um, uh, F4W videos, and they're only really short. I'm never gonna subscribe to them stuff. It's like that's more than a subscription to New Japan. Get out of here. But uh, it's you know, and Melter's voice just drives me nuts because he can't finish oh, the sentence. Oh, okay. You know those guys. I like it. I like Alvarez fine enough though, but uh, yeah, that that that's where I heard my version of what I just thought about that match. So there you go. Uh, but uh, all right, I'll, what, I'll, give, I'll give a look. See. How much is a Wrestling Observer subscription? I have no idea. I've never checked into it because I've never listened to what those guys say at all. I don't give a fuck. No, I don't either. But uh, 
my my ADHD, like I like having noise in the background and I'll just put YouTube on and just go nuts and all that kind of stuff. You're, I need... allowed, to, you're allowed to like Meltzer. It's okay. No, it's not Meltzer. I like I like uh, I like the Alvarez guy. But, I know uh, Meltzer's your favorite. It's okay. You want it? You want to do star ratings now? I get it. No. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, Goto winning that match was obviously five stars. So fuck you. <laughs> oh no! See, see, it's the end of times. You start doing star ratings. Yeah, I don't get star ratings because Colcabana versus uh, Yano is never going to get a five star rating, but that's an awesome match that everyone yeah, should watch. Rules. Right? That's my star well, rating. I mean, work. Like, how do it you want to go Kurgan. Kurgan's close to the Tokyo Dome, so I mean, you know, we'll get an extra star for that. That's why I don't review comedy movies really. Did it's you fun. know one of our one of our reviews, actually two of our reviews say this match, this. It's something like this podcast is a five star podcast, but it would have been six stars if it was in the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> <laughs> I did not see that review. Yes. Two people oh did God. that. Two people made that joke. Chad French uh, from MidwestTerritory.com. Check them out. They're awesome. He is awesome. And uh, my buddy, Jamie Coy, <laughs> he both made that joke. It's, a, it's an obvious and amazing joke. Yeah. Though, uh, I, 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 if we did do star ratings, like a whole galaxy of stars for uh, Okada Omega, so uh, the whole galaxy, the Milky Way, that's how many stars it gets. All right. <laughs> that's how ours would work. Yeah. Uh, Goto matches, Goto versus Sonata especially, is like a black hole or any Yujiro match for me. Anything Yujiro is like a black hole. Yeah. You don't get going. a black No, it, it's not stars at all. It's a, a lump of coal. That's what we get. That's Several right. of them. <laughs> Even oh Santa Claus hates go. <laughs> As he should. <laughs> oh my God. All right, well, <laughs> so you've been watching movies? You got the movies and the, and the thing with the, the, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've... What, what, what did I last... I haven't been watching that much that's... Uh, worth going hey you should check this out oh except if you're bored and you want to watch something surprisingly re- really cool won't change the way you look at movies or anything but beckett on uh on netflix yeah yeah like beckett like with uh ted danson no no no, 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 no. that's becker <laughs> b-c-k-e-double-t it's really cool did you you like tenant right Oh, yeah, I did like that movie. Yeah, it's got uh, John David Washington, uh, the lead from uh, Tenet in the lead okay. in this. I haven't, re- I haven't reviewed it yet, and I think, like, uh, it was I watched it on my birthday, and too many days have gone by, so I probably won't review it now because it's not as fresh in my brain anymore. But I watched that Gunpowder Milkshake. That was on yeah, Netflix, American Netflix. Um, I wish it picked uh, Stuck to a Style. Like when that when it when it starts switching its style of what kind of movie it is, it does that style good. Then it moves to something else, and I just wish it kind of, yeah. The story won't change your mind, but uh, won't blow your mind or anything. But yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Okay. Hey, man, six. always always want them leaving more, right, Luke? Yeah, I'd watch a sequel or whatever, and I I think there should be more. Um, see, I say this about wrestling. I think it's true about action movies as well. Uh, movies in general, because like 
uh, I'm a big fan of Alien and Aliens, and that was a big part of my young brain, you know, kick-ass action lady. So uh, there needs to be, I don't, there needs to be more of those. I just wish the stories weren't uh, so predictable. I don't, I, you know, more more ladies kicking butt, that's fine, but yeah. Yeah, maybe Furiosa can come back and have her own movie. Oh, wait. It's not Shelley's. It, they're, they're, they're doing it, but it's a prequel. And I'm just like, no, I just want to. Come, no. come on. Come on. Just do it. Just do it. One way or the other, they need to do it. But yeah. I um, I watched a couple things. I watched that uh, that What If show on uh, Disney. Yeah, I don't like it. I'm not a, like I'm not a comic book fan, so I don't really like, get yeah. it. I don't get it. It's like, okay, so you're telling me the other story that I already know, but with this guy in, in the lead. And it's like, yeah, it's pretty nothing's much what different what except he's in the lead. And it's like, eh. So I, I don't get that. Um, I did have a good recommend. I'm trying to get to it in my brain where my, my mind is. That's where it's at. Yeah. Um, I've been watching Friday Night Lights, you know, which is an amazing show. I've recommended that before on the show, I think. And it's about the football. football. You like throw the ball, dude, yeah, yeah. catches it. All right, what about shit. for me who doesn't know shit about American football? Is it still worth a watch or what? I don't know. It's it's a it's a soap opera based around football. So I to me the acting makes it like fucking outstanding. The interactions between Coach Taylor, who is the main character, uh, and his wife, those scenes are top notch television stack up with anything you've ever seen in any other show um i don't know if you like all the teenage bullshit that goes on in the show you know maybe you won't maybe you won't care about the football but it's very accurate to american football so as far as like the things that happen in the game are things that would happen and things that could happen and it's very uh it's not necessarily super realistic but it's as realistic as you're going to get for a football television show for american football but there's no guns you don't shoot the ball which is the only American football I know. Um, <laughs> I was trying to get to a recommend in my mind, and it was American Horror Story. You ever watch any of these episodes? You ever watch the show? I've seen Coven. And for whatever reason, uh, I didn't get around to watching any of the other seasons, but I have seen and enjoyed uh, The Witch season. The Witch season is my least favorite season. Can oh, you get through it? Um, I highly recommend the season called 1984. It's the most recent full season that has come out. You will love it. You'll think it's so funny. It's it's just hysterically funny. And it's a it's not a parody of horror movies. It's a homage to horror movies, but it's just so silly and amazing and awesome. Um, all the seasons have their good points and bad points. I have not watched every single one of them. Um, however, I've watched a lot of them because there's like fucking 10 seasons. But the most recent season just started, and it's called Double Feature. And the first uh, two episodes were kind of about this, like, sort of, like, drug that makes you a vampire, basically. And it's fucking cool. Ooh. It's awesome. I I love that show because it it is like a – it's like a B-movie come to life. I don't know how to say it, but it's like it, – it, it's winking at the camera the whole time. However, it's it's good in its own right. There we go. Kind of like yeah. Cabin in the Woods or something like that, you know. Well, if, if we're talking new shows, I mean, because I, 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 I try to 
I, I only review movies. I watch a lot of movies, but uh, I, and you know, um, some of my TV viewing nights are taken up by New Japan Pro Wrestling. So uh, I don't watch as much TV as I probably should, but uh, we're watching this new show called Nine Perfect Strangers. It's on Prime for us, but I think it's on Hulu for you if you yes. got that. Uh, with um, Nicole Kidman, I think Michael Shannon, uh, Bobby Bobby Carnival, or, uh, I think his name is uh, Melissa McCarthy and stuff. It's really cool. Comes out every what, Wednesday, I think, for us. So Tuesdays for you. Uh, yeah. Nine Perfect Strangers. It's. I think if I described it, it would be like, oh, okay, it's 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 like a whole bunch of people who have got all sorts of um, shit going on uh, in, in you know traumas and stuff. They go to this kind of spa retreat kind of thing run by Nicole Kidman, and it's very character driven and stuff. There's some intrigue and all this all this danger and stuff as you watch it. But see, my description of it now just sounds kind of like, oh, great, they go to a fucking health retreat, big deal, <laughs> right? But trust me, uh, even if you watch watch the trailer, like the trailer was pretty intriguing. So yeah, check that out. Nine Perfect Strangers. It's one. It's it's a show. Sometimes when you describe things, you're just like, why would anyone watch this? It sounds boring as fuck. But uh, yeah, sometimes trailers it's <laughs> better alternative to explain things. <laughs> The way you describe it, here's what I'm going to pitch this show to you. Okay, so yeah. like Nicole Kidman, she like at the, at the beginning of each episode, she welcomes one of these folks into her office. She has this like glass table right in front of them. You know, it, it's sitting there and, and no one's ever going to break it. And like, you know, the first couple, you know, episodes go by and it's like, yeah, you know, these are these great actors and actresses coming in and they, they don't touch the table. They just kind of look at it. Um, and then Melissa McCarthy comes in for like episode five and she fucking comes in and she's all obnoxious and she crashes. She falls right through the glass table and breaks it in a thousand pieces. And that's just episode five. So, well, there, there are moments throughout the show where people are having one-on-one sessions with Nicole Kidman's character. So at least that happens. I can't recall if there's a glass table or not, but yeah, check it out. It was filmed in Australia too, in a place called Byron Bay. So a lot of Aussie actors and stuff in it too. So yeah, okay. watch that. I like good. the Aussie. You know, that's a good thing. Yeah, no one's got Aussie accents though. I don't. They're they're, they're uh, pretending they're pretending they're in uh, California. I think. Do you hear it though? Because it, it's there sometimes. You know, like Russell Crowe. I mean, it's there. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like some I of these so. people. You know, Mel Gibson. You know, he starts yelling a little bit, and you're like. Mm. All of a sudden, he's saying "crikey." I mean, it, it's a thing that happens. I, 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 I there's a douchebag right there. I'd love to review some of my favorite movies of all time, or like Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior. But I'm just like, eh, fuck Mel Gibson. He's a weirdo, you know, because he's done like amazing things and like terrible things. Yeah, and, like terrible things. <laughs> I, I remember when I was a kid, I used to watch the Hamlet with him in it, and I thought he was just fantastic. I mean, I loved it. You know, just because I, I was the little kid and I had never seen Hamlet before. But, uh, man, Hamlet's a terrible story. You know, it's awful. This poor guy, like, comes home, you know, and uh, his his dad's been killed by his uncle. And apparently it's also the same plot as the Lion King. So the Lion King stole Hamlet's plot. 
Yeah, but there's no copyright on Shakespeare. What's that? There's no copyright on Shakespeare. No, it's true. But they stole that that uh, you know, and and not I mean a lot of a lot of things steal from Hamlet, but it's pretty funny. I mean, have you ever heard of Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead? Have you ever heard of that? No. It's a play that was written in the 60s about these two characters. They're like these two characters in Hamlet that are supposed to kill Hamlet. The the king is or the you know his uncle, the new king, has told him to kill Hamlet, and he's like friends of theirs from school. Um, and they just they end up getting outsmarted by Hamlet and killed by him or executed by the king. And the point is, is that there's a play called Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, where it's it's from it's Hamlet told from their point of view, and it's really funny because like the opening scene, they keep flipping this coin. And it just goes to heads every time. And so they flip it over and over and they both flip it. They throw it down a <laughs> hill. They're like throwing it. It keeps going to heads over and over again. <laughs> really funny. It's outstanding. That's good shit. By the way, I don't even know if, if this is like really him, but I pinned it. I did a shitty Bruce Willis movie uh, in my review show. It's called Out of Death. And like, I'm no big shot. Like I got like 63 subscribers. Most of my views get like between like two and five. It's fine. I still, <laughs> I don't mind, man. I have fun. I have fun doing it. I like watching movies. It's given me, a, I guess, a bit of appreciation for film and I guess all that kind of pretentious shit. So I, I still have fun doing it. But this, for some reason, this one's got 258 fucking views. I don't know why. But, but three of my Bruce Willis reviews have triple figures. I don't, I don't understand. Maybe people just want to share my fucking pain. But uh, yes, uh, one of the comments that's like from Mike Burns and uh, <laughs> the uh, I don't know if it's really Mike Burns, but Mike Burns is the director of this shitty Bruce Willis movie, <laughs> and he says thanks for the review. We all worked very hard on it, and I count on you guys to share your honest opinions. Hope you'll review my next one. Best, Mike. To which I, I, I replied, thanks for watching my bad review. I appreciate it. We'll definitely check out your next flick. Uh, that was his first movie. And uh, I actually gave them that movie some props, even though I gave it like a fucking two out of ten or something like that. It was pretty shit. Because they had to film it in nine days. They had a small window between, like, because of COVID and all that to find to fucking film it. But, yeah. That was – I don't know. I don't know if it's really him or not, but uh, I just – Made me laugh, I guess. I fucking love that. That's hilarious. Yeah. I, you told me about that when that happened, and it's <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure it's him. You know, <laughs> it's fucking awesome. <laughs> Man, yeah. So I don't know. I still get a kick out of just watching the movies and stuff. I don't. I, um, I'm going to do. There's one movie I watched recently that I didn't review, but I'm. I, then that's because I think I want to rewatch it because it was awesome and it's one of my favorite movie tropes there is, like, uh, the Groundhog Day trope. You know when Dave repeats itself. I don't know why, but any movie that has that, I tend to be very favorable towards. Same with Charity. We both love those, and we watched um, Palm Springs. Have you seen that? Yes, I. It's fine. I don't know. Oh, we really liked it. So uh, I might watch that or rewatch that and review that. But uh, do you? I don't know. Maybe time loop stories aren't your thing. No, I I actually really like that. Um, Dark on Netflix is I've recommended this to you before. It's one of the best time travel stories ever told. In fact, the best I think maybe. 
I recommend the Time Crimes to you, which I think is yes, one of my did. favorite movies ever. Man, um, that's I also, amazing. It's a, I mean, I love that kind of shit. I love Looper. I love that when I think it's done well. When I don't think it's done well, I don't really like it that much. Um, there's a movie that is just some shitty. I mean, it's it's not as low budget as Time Crimes, but it's not as well made as Time Crimes either. But it's called Time Trap, right? Fucking, this is some like low budget just shit movie, and it is fucking awesome. It has a really cool time travel story. All right. I don't want to spoil anything for you, but it's something I've never seen in tra- time travel movie uh, story of any kind. Uh, you know, maybe I've seen a snippet of this kind of thing, like on Star Trek or something like that, but not. You know, this is something else. This is something totally different. Really cool. It's called Time Trap. If you like time crimes or, you know, uh, the other one that has that cool time loop that, uh, you know, I know SWF covered and it's a fucking awesome movie. It's called Triangle. That's another one that has a really cool time loop going on with it that actually, you know, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but there's some cool mythological things going on with that particular movie that, tell the story of why this person's in the time loop amazing movie there's a bunch of those man all right well i just looked up time trap 2017 uh okay cool uh, it looks like shit right it's not it's poster's awful but uh it's like just the poster i'm just like oh okay uh mind you one of the things i say in my bruce willis shitty movie reviews is like the the one thing they all make look amazing every time are the posters yeah uh, no shit yeah, can't judge a book by its cover. All right, I'll, I'll check that out. I remember, I don't think I've told you this story before, but I was in a Star Trek movie and I said, all right, Jared, you can choose. Like, what kind of sci-fi trope you want to see? Uh, time loop. I was like, nice. Fucking let's watch this. Frasier's in this one. So uh, we watched, uh, what was it, Cause and Effect, I think? I think it's season okay. three. So one where there's a time loop and uh, they managed to break out of it because the time loop ends when the Enterprise collides with an, another Federation ship and they both blow up. Oh, shit. Okay. And then they manage to get out of it. I won't spoil it for you, but the ship they rescue has been stuck in that time loop for over a century and stuff because Kelsey okay. Graham is the captain of of the of that ship and he's wearing the crimson uniforms from the Star Trek movies, you know, the one that, you know, from Star Trek Two onwards. The, sure. Yeah. So uh, yeah, all right. If you don't, you don't even remember that one. There you go. Now you got. Oh, I do. To, I, I, now that you out. mentioned Kelsey Grammer, I remember it. But I, I like those uniforms too because when you're tired, you can just kind of like unclasp that one part and leave it open, <laughs> even though it does nothing. It makes yeah. it makes everyone let you know, let everyone know that you're tired. You're done with this thing. <laughs> you gassed out. You just had to wrestle <laughs> Homer. <laughs> That happens all the time in 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 Wrath of Khan, like a lot. <laughs> Man, like he by Star Trek three, he'd almost taken that poor thing off, and he, he almost got killed by Christopher Lloyd, and he's just like stomping on him by the end. That's all he had left. I have had enough of you. <laughs> he clasps it back up. It gets, you know, you got to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You got to clasp that weird flap on your uniform back up and get to work. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's amazing. I love that, that uniform. Okay, so I have a review to read of ours. Okay, this is awesome. This is our best review, right? It's my favorite yeah. one. 
even though it's three stars. So yep. I think this is our only non-five-star review. You ready for this, Luke? Yeah, yeah. All right, it says, this has quickly become one of my favorite podcasts. I recently moved and don't have many people to talk about New Japan with right now. So hearing two people who are also keeping up with the promotion is great. So far, so good, right? <laughs> so, yeah. I appreciate the match recommendations each week. I don't appreciate the Goto hate. <laughs> <laughs> While I understand, I would argue it's unwarranted and the GTR deserves more respect as a finisher. <laughs> oh my God. I wonder if he's the greatest review of all time. <laughs> I hope his second favorite wrestler wasn't Sonata because, uh, <laughs> shit. Oh my God. That makes me about poop my pants off. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I hope that was just somebody I know being funny, but I don't think it was. I love that we've got five star reviews and you're just like, fuck you. My favorite is this three star one. <laughs> it's so funny. Well, I just feel like it's very sincere, you know? So. That makes it like I notice it sometimes on Twitter that like so, someone's just like, "What's all this go to? <laughs> What's going on here?" <laughs> it's so funny. It's like oh it's like somebody like I think uh, one of my one of my friends on Twitter, Joy, was like, "Who's great babe?" <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, you've got. You've got uh, Yoshihashi and Goto in a tag team right now going for the heavyweight titles. But during their tag preview tags, Goto, if their team won, Goto would always get the win. Would it cushion the blow if Goto's team won, but it was Yoshihashi that got the pin? No, fuck Yoshihashi. <laughs> I hate him too. Luke, you know this. Come on. <laughs> He's a record-breaking champion, man. Like, uh... I know that may also means Goto is too, and that kind of hurts my soul a bit. Not as much as it hurts yours. It does kind of hurt mine. But, he uh, sucks, right? Fuck Goto. I mean, I mean, I've converted you, right? Fuck Goto. He's, he's the kind worst. of beaten, I hate him. beaten and worn me down. I don't quite. I don't hate him. Like I can watch a match and no. if he's an, an, I find it enjoyable. But if that enjoyable time leads with him kind of winning, then yeah, I kind of get annoyed by that, and I'm just like, really. Oh, okay. It's so, it's like Dolph Ziggler winning. It's like, why? What are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. I think I've had enough. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And uh, just uh, because he's going to be my final wine tonight. How good is Brad? He is the most adorable man on, on the Tweety. And, oh, it's uh, the best, man. Do you see that tweet? That he did. Oh my God. I, like, my I phone is off. About, about, uh, I don't, I'm paraphrasing. I can't speak English good. I'm using a translator, but I love you new fa- new fans that have discovered me. Thank you. Something to that effect. But yeah, because like uh, in, in bread, we trust.
<laughs> I'm using a translator. Somebody in my English is eating. That's so sad. I am doing the hit banana, hot banana, wrap banana. I am doing the hit banana, hot banana, wrap banana. I am doing the hit banana, hot banana, wrap banana.